The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one London low dealer in the Midwest at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the true magazine for the Midwest sportsman at MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois, where the sandwich is the sandwich. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant, or a restaurant just for you and that special person, at 1 South LaGrange Road in downtown LaGrange, at gpitaliano.com, 708-325-4590. Follow me. Find a world that embraces free open spaces. Come and follow me. Hello, everyone. This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Hello, everyone. On this week's show, we're going to have on Shannon Hayden from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, and she's going to teach us about what happens to our waters and land from all that winter rock salt that we use on our roads, sidewalks, everywhere. I learned a lot. I'm going to learn a lot more when she tells it to everybody about the winter salt. Then Matt Maddener, a fishing guide on the Chain of Lakes and many other lakes in northern Illinois and southern Wisconsin, is going to talk to us about how he has zeroed in on those big ones, those walleyes through the ice. Also, if you need those registration forms for the Braidwood Station Fishing for a Cure Bass Tournament on April 30th, send me an email to Chauncey's with an S, Outdoors with an S, Chauncey's Outdoors at AOL.com. We will then, in our last segment of the show, have the Aiden Fishing Report and other outdoor information. It's a packed show, so let's get started. Chauncey here, calling all fishermen. On Saturday, April 30th, the Braidwood Station will host the 21st Annual Fishing for a Cure Bass Tournament with a guaranteed purse of $10,000. Since 2002, we have raised over $700,000 for charity, and I will be the master of ceremony that day. And we know that fishermen have big hearts to help others, and there's no better way to do it than the fish, the Braidwood Station 21st Annual Fishing for a Cure Bass Tournament. To get your registration form, go to Chauncey's Great Outdoors on Facebook or email me at Chauncey's with an S, outdoors with an S, at AOL.com, and we'll email it right back to you. Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, your Lund and Lowe superstar, have once again been awarded the prestigious Mercury CSI Award for customer service above all other dealers in the area for the seventh year in a row. Call them at 708-798-9700 and tell them Chauncey said the call. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, 
all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. For only fourteen ninety five. Big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. Inside each issue, you'll find timely, in-depth articles on fishing techniques, hunting strategies, equipment reviews, and new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. Know that Midwest Outdoors Magazine includes a state section for where you live. Each month you get the information that matters to you and where you hunt and fish. For only $14.95, you get big issues of the best of the outdoors. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! Hey, pheasant hunters, the Region Ringnecks chapter of Pheasant Forever is having their first annual banquet, so let's come out and support a new chapter of Pheasants Forever. Saturday, February 19th, Old Town Banquet Center at 711 Calumet Avenue in Valparaiso, Indiana. Doors open at 430 with dinner and a great auction to follow. Call Levi Omen, the chapter president, at 219-286-4007 for tickets and more information. Let's see you out there. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Lazy yellow moon coming up to tonight, shining through the trees. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And you know what? I found somebody who I I am so excited to have somebody to talk to about this because I thought I was the only person who had feelings about salt. And and we're talking about not the salt on your table, we're talking about the salt on the roads, the streets, the curbs, and everywhere else. But on the phone with me right now, we've got a lovely person, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, Shannon Hayden, who is, I'm going to call you the salt expert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but... <laughs> uh, Shannon, 
I read this thing this week from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources about salt. And people just think of salt because we're pre-programmed. You know, it's going to snow. Let's get some salt onto the concrete. Let's get salt on our roads. And, you know, I've lived in the country and I've lived in some pretty cold climates or, you know, and off the beaten path where they didn't use as much salt. But salt really affects a lot of things in our environment. Is that true? It does. It really does. And we are starting to see some pretty significant increases in salt or chlorides in our waterways in, in the state of Wisconsin and also throughout our country where we have cold climate. And so it is becoming a much more prevalent topic in the natural resources world and the stormwater world that I specifically work in. Yeah. And because, you know, think of this, uh, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, you get behind a salt truck on the expressway. The water from the roads, whether it's a country road or an expressway, it's going, well, if it's a country road, it's just going off into the ground. And we'll talk about that. But on a expressway or city street, that's going into a storm sewer, right? That is correct. And I think oftentimes people are unaware of where it goes from there. You think of the word sewer, so you think it goes to the wastewater treatment plant. And... There are some situations where some of it does go there, but that's a, those are one-off situations. But for the most part, it's, it's draining into our waterways, and it's a, a direct conduit to where all of our, our fish and aquatic life live. And I, there was just some amazing facts that in, your, in this thing that I read. Uh, it's like, in how much salt in a five-gallon bucket... Uh, normally, if you put one tablespoon, is that what you're yeah, yeah, one, that's what to? Was, one tablespoon in a five-gallon bucket has a big adverse effect on our of, of, of the environment. That is correct. There's a lot of times where we are over-salting. I don't think the message is necessarily that salt in, in and of itself is always bad. I think everybody who works in this field understands that it's a necessary tool to keep our roads open and safe and keep people from slipping and falling and breaking limbs. But oftentimes we are way overusing our salt um, in our winter maintenance. And I think if everybody could um, take a look, there's a number of different resources out there on how to reduce your salt use. Um, that would go a long way. I think you, you referenced it a little bit about when it gets into our soil. Um, you know, chloride doesn't go away. As of right now, there's nothing that will, um, I guess, eat it or make it <laughs> diminish. It, it will continue to persist in our environment forever until or unless some technology comes along to help um, reduce that. And I think that's where you're starting to see a lot of conversation around chlorides and salt uses because we're starting to see these trends upward. And um, I, I heard a really great uh, statistic today at a, at a webinar about salt um, you know, 97% of our water supply globally is salt water. So we only have 3% fresh water available to us. And as we continue to um, see these increases in um, salt, we're starting to get some salination of our fresh water resources. And, and that's really a, a, a bad thing to have happen. 
Well, yeah, because and we're very fortunate here uh, in the Upper Midwest because we have the Great Lakes that a lot of us draw our drinking water and you know for gardens, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, a lot of rivers that are getting this runoff from roads and et cetera, and your homes, and you know that salt gets into the street, creek, stream, going down into a river. River goes into the lake. I mean, so you've got that working. Uh, you have uh, cities that draw their water from rivers. Uh, that aren't connected to like one of the five Great Lakes, uh, and it's just it's amazing at what this you know can do. I mean, I, I was the facts that you express here on this Wisconsin DNR uh, you know press release. It says uh, in the early twenty in the early two thousands, the DNR measured about six hundred tons of chloride annually. By two thousand eighteen, that number increased to eight. Hundred tons. I'm like, say what? There's 40 lakes and streams in Wisconsin, and once again, we're talking about Wisconsin. But there's, I mean, I could probably do this for Michigan, Indiana, Wisconsin, Minnesota. I mean, we can go down a list, and uh, it's something we need to be aware about if we live in the northern upper Midwest where salt is used a lot, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, what you're referring to is we have over 40 lakes and streams in Wisconsin that have been designated as impaired under um, the Clean Water Act. We have to designate uh, waterways for a variety of impairments when we find them. And so that means that we have high salt concentrations. And again, it's not just in our urbanized areas. We're seeing it kind of statewide. And, you know, road salt is certainly a, a contributing factor to that. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of a shout-out to our Wisconsin DOT. Um, they've made some really big strides in doing a lot of brine and pre-wetting, which goes a long way from um, keeping that rock salt off of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a lot of loss from that, and we, they are using a lot less salt. Um, so that's, that's great, and we need, we need more communities to do that, and I think we're working hard to try to have those conversations, sometimes switching over to brine, Brining in the winter for communities is difficult. There's some equipment investments that need to be made. But I think um, those who have done that can report that they have seen reductions in costs. So I think there's definitely some, um, you know, likelihood that that could happen. Another thing we're seeing is our wastewater treatment plants, our community um, water treatment plants are um, having what's called a chloride variance put on their permits because Mm. they need to reduce um, the amount of chloride they themselves are discharging to Mm -hmm. a waterway because the receiving water is high. So that starts to put some more costs on the ratepayers within the community, the people who are um, paying to discharge their sewage to that plant. Cleaning up chlorides at the the plant is very expensive. And I think um, some of that is because of the water that they're, you know, discharging to is high in chlorine, mm-hmm. but also we do know that uh, water softeners contribute to increases in chlorides as well. So um, that's another area where people can ultimately improve um, their impact of chlorides on their waters. A lot of times um, when water softeners are installed, they're either not calibrated correctly or they're older. And we know we have certain parts of our state where we're getting water from our groundwater. You know, we have municipal wells, but sometimes that water can be really hard. And so we certainly understand that you want to preserve your appliances and soften that water. But there are ways that you can um, do that. So if you would need to make a change out, I think it's important Mm -hmm. to talk to your plumber about what you might do different to reduce the amount of chloride output from that water softener, too. 
Yeah. I mean, and you there was a fact you said about uh the salt runoff salt in some trout waters, which kind of amazed me. It really did. I was like, "What?" Yeah, so there was some research that was done. Um, I'm not quite sure where, if it was out of Toronto or um, University of uh, Duluth, one of the two, where they discussed, um, they took a look at trout that were exposed to high levels of chloride. And we're, you know, talking levels that would be persistent in a high um, chloride waterway or a waterway with a lot of uh, salt in it. And um, after a 15-day exposure, which isn't particularly long, they did see a significant reduction in the size of those trout. And so I think that, to me, says a lot where I think our anglers would really be interested to um, see what they might be able to do to, to reduce their impact themselves so that they can continue to enjoy a healthy fishery. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I, you know, I, I don't... The thing with chloride is it's such a... It's an easy thing to just do and forget about. And um, I think the more people know, they'll be more mindful about how much they're being, you know, putting down. And I am hopeful that we'll start to see at least some leveling off of our chloride levels. It's not likely our levels will ever go down. Um, I think I had said previously that once we have it in the environment, it will persist forever. So right now we're just trying to slow the increase at this point and hopefully, you know, save the, the fresh water that we have. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. You know, we are so programmed through our life with salt and growing up and you're living in the north here and, and, and doing things like you just, you know, okay, you know, you, you throw the salt out. Well, you know, shovel the snow off your sidewalk, shovel the snow off of your uh, driveway, then put down a little bit of salt. You don't need a lot of this salt and the chloride. Uh, I mean, these are the things that, you know, you, you don't go out there with a, a 10 pound bag and, you know, lay it on your, you know, 30 foot of sidewalk. It, that, no, 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 no. Don't do that. That, you know, that's a little over the top on the amount to use. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, but a, a 12 ounce coffee mug of salt is enough to do an entire 20 foot, 20 foot driveway. And I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> that's a real, that's a really good uh, reference. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people are looking to, re- to reduce their salt instead of maybe just taking it from the bag or, you know, sometimes they come in a container where you can just shake it on the ground, put it in a coffee mug. Also, you know, you have to make sure that the ground is wet. If the ground is wet, putting salt down is not going to do anything. Um, it has to be wet to, to be activated. And um, I think that will, you know, all work mm-hmm. to, to go far in reducing what we're, we're putting down. Yeah. And it, it's not, you need to be aware of, of things. And, you know, this is where, as a consumer, you're going to have to, re- don't just read a label. Find out what's in it and then figure out, is this something because, you know, we, a lot of us have dogs and stuff. And, you know, it says dogs safe. Uh, you know, I'm not sure, you know. And you need to read the label and do the research because, you know, th- these bags that say dog safe, I'm not saying that they're not. But you, as a consumer, need to do a little bit of research because I don't think that these la- labels, there's no laws saying that they can't put that on if it's not true. If you get my drift, folks out there. Now I'm saying this. Shannon is not okay. <laughs> well, what I can report is that there is not a national standardized way of reporting and labeling um, bags of salt. So there are sometimes things that come on that label that may not be entirely factual, mm-hmm. and it is important to do your research. There are some um, 
manufacturers that claim to be able to have their salt work at lower temperatures that just don't work. Um, we know that when you hit a certain, um, you know, when we're in those below zero times, salt isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to switch to sand or just wait it out. Stay home. Watch the Packers or whatever <laughs> you're going to do um, for that day. I guess they're done now. But, yeah, they're um, done now, but it's right. we, 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 get, we understood, you know. But, you, but, yeah, I mean, I think we have expectations that we yeah. need to go here and there and everywhere all the time. And sometimes we need to just stay put. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with buying a couple of, because trust me, a 20-pound bag of, of sand is a lot cheaper than a 20-pound bag of salt. And when you get into the, the as I call it, the, you know, hoity-toity salts where, you know, this is good for this, you know, a 20-pound bag of sand, you could use a lot of that and it's, you're not going to hurt the environment, right? Well, there's a misperception about that a little bit or maybe misinformation or misunderstanding. Um, you know, for a while, I think there was some hesitance to use sand because it will run off as well. So mm-hmm. that's going to run off and get into your waterways the same as chlorides will. However, you know, if you're in a, a city, uh, any kind of city, a big city, a medium city, small city with an actual storm sewer system, yeah. that um, sand is going to accumulate in the catch basin in the inlet where the stormwater goes in, and then it will be a maintenance, you know, concern, I guess, for the public works folks. Oh. Um, but they're not, you know, you got to decide what you want to, you know, Mm-hmm. You can keep you can keep that sand out of the environment, mm-hmm. um, and you can keep it out of the waterway, and you're not using it at the same level as chloride. So right. I think I think it's I think that sanding is an appropriate tool in our toolbox um, mm-hmm. if used appropriately. As well as salt used appropriately is a tool in our tackle box of lures <laughs> <laughs> to use when it's the right time. You know. To use it, the amount to use, and you know the the process. You, you can still use it, but use it wisely. Don't use it like I did a couple weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's just like you know, mm-hmm. just. Yeah, that's. I don't the, think. Yeah, I don't think people are doing it on purpose to be mean. No. They're just trying to. They don't know what the impacts are, and yeah. um, it is important. Well, Shannon, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show this morning. And I'm going to have in my my Facebook page when we talk about who's going to be coming up on the show today, uh, I'm going to have a little link to this press release, Reduce Salt in Use This Winter, uh, from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. Because it's not just for Wisconsin. It's anywhere that is up north that uses chemicals to get rid of ice, snow, salt, etc. I mean, it's it's something worth reading. And it just might open your eyes a little bit. And because you know what, Shannon, you opened up mine today. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. And I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that you're going to share that. I think it is a really important message. And I can share there's a number of states throughout the country that are in the same boat that we're all working together um, to put together kind of a, a mm-hmm. consortium where we can all learn. Everybody's doing things just a little bit different, and I think we have a lot to learn from each other so we can hopefully tackle this issue. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Shannon, okay? Thank you for having me. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. 
Waterworks has been through this pandemic for everyone who owns a boat or dreams of buying a new boat. Waterworks wants to make your dream of owning a 2022 Lund or Low boat powered by your Mercury outboard this year. Waterworks is taking deposits now for the 2022 London Low Boats with a Mercury outboard motor to be ready for that fall fishing trip. But if you have a boat you're not using or want to sell or maybe trade in, let Waterworks give you a price no one can match. Waterworks will hold your special Waterworks price on these new models and give you all those special price incentives way before any boat show and guarantee to hold that price today with a deposit made today. So stop in now and make a deposit on your 2022 Lund or Low for that fall fishing trip with a new Mercury outboard at a price no one can match. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. For only $14.95, big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. Inside each issue, you'll find timely, in-depth articles on fishing techniques, hunting strategies, equipment reviews, and new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. Did you know that Midwest Outdoors Magazine includes a state section for where you live? Each month you get the information that matters to you and where you hunt and fish. For only $14.95, you get big issues of the best of the outdoors. Call 1-800-606-FISH and start your adventure with Midwest Outdoors today. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Hi, this is Skeet Reese, and you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Finally here, take the fellas up north and stay in the shack. A week without the wife won't want to come back. Gotta wake up early on opening day. But first I better finish off a case I say. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And, whoop, the phone is ringing. Who's on the phone? <laughs> well, it's Matt Madliner, who's uh, one of the gentlemen who you see a lot on the chain of the lakes. Matt, how you doing? Good, how are you? Buddy, uh, you've been spending an awful lot of time out on the chain, haven't you? Yes, sir. Lots of ice fishing this time of year. <clears throat> and, 
you know, I know you work for uh, T-Bone also, right? Yep, T-Bone Guide Service. Uh, we're uh, we're out there probably 300 days of the year, if oh. not more. <laughs> you got to take some time off once in a while, buddy, you know. <laughs> but, Usually uh, weather and holiday related. Other than that, everyone wants to fish at some point. We live on such a great fishery here on uh, the Fox Chain Lakes and some of the local waters with, like, Geneva being so close. It's, uh, there's so many folks that want to go out fishing, so it's, it's busy. Oh, exactly. And I think that's one of the things that people don't understand, man, is that the chain of lakes that we know today is not the chain of lakes from 8, 10, 15, or 20 years ago. It's completely different. Oh, yeah. The, the, shad, the shad has really changed the system. It's like the, the shad have kind of adapted to be able to withstand the colder winters over the, over mm-hmm. the years, and we've had this northern-based shad forage that's really kind of exploded the walleye and musky population. I mean, even the bass, too, all the tournaments, different tournaments that they have here are, are higher and higher weights every year. And even the, you know, the local fishing is, is better and better every year as well. So it's, yeah. it's really a tremendous system. Now, uh, you know, Matt, when you're going out ice fishing on any of the local waters here in Northern Illinois, I mean, you go out, uh, if you're taking somebody out, you're going out on safe ice, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. We spend a lot of time, uh, you know, in the, the, the early ice and pre-ice, uh, preparing and, and spend a lot of time getting out there on all the waters that we plan on fishing and, and testing the ice. I don't, I don't bring clients out until we're on, you know, four inches plus of ice. Uh, and it, 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 we keep it that way throughout the season. Once it starts getting bad towards the end of the year, we really shy away from it. And, we, and we've got some other fisheries, uh, like with Lake, with Lake Geneva and, you know, even Lake Michigan being so close that are open this time of year. And some of, the, some of them trout can, can really get on fire, those brown trout, doing some casting. So we jump right from safe ice here to open water casting out on Lake Michigan. So we're, we're, we stay on a, on a consistent good bite uh, throughout the season, you know, with all, like I said, with all the great fishing opportunities here in Northern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Now, this time of the year, I mean, yes, we are in going through one heck of a cold snap. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> um <laughs> All I can say is there's, I think the two greatest inventions are A, remote start of your vehicle, and B, heated seats. Uh, <laughs> you know, but the thing is, this time of the year, what do you go, when you're going fishing, um, whether it's yourself or with a client, uh, what do you, do you like to just, you know, use a small jig and, you know, jig for them, or are you setting tip ups? What, what do you do this time of the year? Uh, it's really it's really client specific. You know, we we offer a, a real client specific kind of uh, fishing experience. So we've got a lot of clients that want walleye specifically, uh, or, or pike specifically. Uh, so there's there's a time in the season where that kind of tapers off or gets better. So we focus on those times to bring those clients out. So it, it kind of varies, but for the most part, we, we set up a, a a good portable hub system um, and and keep on the move for some of the walleye fishing. Uh, if we're pan fishing, uh, a lot of that is stationary. We do a lot of like uh, fish crib and like uh, brush pile fishing, uh, so we can set up our. We have permanent shacks that are set up over a lot of different structure uh, throughout the the water system that the DNR puts in there for us, mm-hmm. and uh, and and we have a you know a, a great system through the state that runs that, and and they provide us with all these fishing fishing opportunities. They're all they're all marked on the map. So uh, we get out there nice and early in the morning and get up, get up over the top of them and, and share that with a lot of our clients. So 
we got buddy little buddy heaters. I think that's my favorite invention next to the seat warmer. Heated <laughs> seats is a little buddy heater because without that, we we couldn't stay on the move like we do uh, when we do good on some of the the faster bites like the walleye and white bass where we're you know running and gunning and drilling holes and kind of ice trolling like you would yeah. you know, throughout the summer. Uh, so we have some pop-up hubs and shelters like that that will keep moving, you know, as we move down the, the break or move down the flat uh, or move through the basin, uh, whatever the bite may be, you know, that week, um, we, we keep those hubs heated and, and moving with our clients. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I said, the, the presentation varies. We use a lot of moving baits uh, for, our, for our walleyes and, and some of that, the, the jigging opportunities, but a lot of our big pike, our bigger pike, are taken on, uh, you know, dead bait tip-ups. Or, uh, or or big live lively big shiners that we mm-hmm. use uh, in some of the shallower shallower bays and and things that the that the chain offers. Um, so it, it kind of varies, you know, and it's all specific to what what the what, what the clients really kind of are looking for. Now, uh, when you're using a tip up for uh, northern pike, for say, um, a dead bait rig, uh, that's the one where you kind of set it up so the your large minnow is just hanging kind of like upside down, right? Nose down. Yeah, no, I, I, I usually hook it uh, so it hangs horizontally in the water column, so it looks like it's just kind of sitting there. You know, it's still in that natural presentation, like a fish would sit upright, kind of lengthwise, you know, in the water column, looking mm-hmm. kind of swimming along, but he's just not moving. Uh, and there's different ways to present that bait. Uh, I like to tie my own wire leaders myself. Uh, some really light line leaders. Cortland offers like a tie wire leader. Uh, and you can buy, you know, a, a real strong, small treble hook and, mm-hmm. and have a real natural, small presentation down there. Um, and I, I find that that helps me the best uh, when I'm hitting, you know, pressured areas, which the chain is highly pressured if you've ever fished out there. So there's always, always a lot of pressure on the fish. And I like to keep it small and, uh, and present it natural. As natural as possible, mm-hmm. um, and and kind of like I said, horizontal, keeping it natural. Yeah, and and it's I, one of the coolest things. I mean, yes, everything's cool about ice fishing because you're cold. <laughs> but really, one of the things that I gets people just their heart thumping is you know you're, whether if you're sitting in a tent and you're looking out the window, or you're sitting outside on a nicer day and you're looking around and you're you know jigging your small little rod there, you know, with this uh, small. Jigbo, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, and then you see that flag go boing. <laughs> Man, that gets the heart going better than anything I know. It's just ba ba boom ba ba boom ba ba boom, and you're running. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that that, that flag gets you gets you going. It's one of, the, one of the best parts of the ice fishing. Everyone's yelling flag, and you're looking out the window, seeing whose flag it is. And you're like, oh man, it's mine. Get out there and go running. But in in and that. In that sense, you better have a good pair of cleats on too, because so, there's there's a lot of a lot of slips and falls that are available out there as well. You got good fishing and good falling, so yeah. I like to wear a good set of cleats at all times out there, even when there is a little bit of snow on the ice. And, and a uh, set of cleats are they're inexpensive items. It's kind of like a a steel gripper on a uh, belt that goes over your boots, so you're able to walk on ice and not go boom because. You know, it's not nice to fall real hard. You hurt your back or bang your head, and then you got to call the paramedics, and then the paramedics have to come out there, and you make a big scene, and everybody gets embarrassed, and you're going, I shouldn't have done this. I should have bought those cleats for a buck and a half. <laughs> no question. You know. And we've all been there. We've all taken a spill and a fall. I mean, I, and like I said, even when it's snowy out, I, I keep a 
I keep a set of cleats on my boots. Uh, it doesn't really affect my walking any in the snow. And then when I'm in the shack or if I'm in the pop-up shanty with the heater going, that snow will melt off and you'll have some slick spots in there. So I like mm-hmm. to always just keep it. Then when I'm making a break for what, for for a, a client's fish, trying to pull pull that wall out of the hole before it gets off right at the hole, reaching my arm down in there. I don't want to make that move and slide and fall and end up in the heater or in the water, a little puddle of water in there myself. Oh, exactly. Now, it, when you're using a, a small ice fishing rod, um, and you're really going with light line, right? Oh, yeah. I usually present as light as I can get away with, uh, depending on what we're chasing after. Mm-hmm. I mean, even on my walleye rods, I'm going as light as three and four pound test. Um, bluegill fishing and pan fishing with crappies, I'm usually at two pound test. Wow. And most of my uh, most of my setups there. And I run a different rod and reel setup, you know, for for the different species we're chasing. So my, my setup and my line is a lot of times what dictates that. So I'll have lighter line on my panfish stuff, two pound, and then four pound, three and four pound on my on my walleye setup. Mm-hmm. Again, they're usually very pressured fish and the water gets a lot clearer. Uh, the chain zone for being kind of dingy. Um, but like Lake Geneva is very clear. So a lot of those clear bodies of water that we're fishing, you know, the, the fish can see so well that it's, it's crucial to go super, super light and then have that really light, you know, touch on the rod. So those rods are also very light. And that was one of the problems that we had with our early ice was that it was so clear that you're standing on the ice and the fish are looking at you. So they know what you're there, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. You got you to watch that. Well, that's pretty interesting, all, all these different things. Now, um, if if somebody wants to go out with uh, you or, you know, uh, uh, T-Bone Guide Service, um, it, what what is, how, how do they get a hold of you guys? Uh, you can reach out to uh, me personally at Matt Madliner at uh, Facebook. You can just search me there. Or you can call me personally as well. My cell number is 847-344-8157. Uh, and you know, we, we also have T-Bone guide service. We have a, a Facebook as well for mm-hmm. them for, for the, for the guide service. And we have a, uh, a website as well. You can reach out there. Um, and we, we have five different guides that work with us. So, uh, we have, you know, we're always on a bite. Someone's always on the water at one point or another. So mm-hmm. we're, we're very fluent in a pan fish bite pretty much all throughout the year. Uh, we have, we're always on great walleye bite. Uh, and a great pike bite uh, as well. So cool. it's it's we, we stay busy throughout the year, throughout the winter months, uh, especially. Uh, and like I said, it's 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 really family friendly. It's really uh, it's really a good time to get out with your you know your family and friends and just spend spend some time, get in the shack and, and get out there and chase flags. Like you said, it's really really a good time. I, I I like ice fishing sometimes more than open water fishing, even though I'm all bundled up and whatnot. But yeah. sometimes it can be just as fun, if not funner, with the the camping-like experience that it offers. That's cool. And once again, you said an important thing. This is a family thing where, hey, don't just go out with you and your buddies. That's fun to do. But, you know, take out the kids. Take out, you know, you and your wife and, you know, go out there and just enjoy something different than the great outdoors. If you've never gone ice fishing, go out with somebody who knows what they're doing and has all the gear that you'll ever imagine you could use. And once again, I'm going to get uh, spell your last name so everybody knows if they're going to go to Facebook. It's Matt, M-A-T-T, and then Madliner is M-A-D-L-E-N-E-R, Madliner. And once again, give me the phone number. 847-344-8157. 
Cool. Matt, thanks for coming on the show this morning. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Hey, pheasant hunters, the Region Ringnecks chapter of Pheasant Forever is having their first annual banquet, so let's come out and support a new chapter of Pheasants Forever. Saturday, February 19th, Old Town Banquet Center at 711 Calumet Avenue in Valparaiso, Indiana. Doors open at 4.30 with dinner and a great auction to follow. Call Levi Omen, the chapter president, at 219-286-4007 for tickets and more information. Let's see you out there. Waterworks has been through this pandemic for everyone who owns a boat or dreams of buying a new boat. Waterworks wants to make your dream of owning a 2022 Lund or Low boat powered by your Mercury outboard this year. Waterworks is taking deposits now for the 2022 London Low Boats with a Mercury outboard motor to be ready for that fall fishing trip. But if you have a boat you're not using or want to sell or maybe trade in, let Waterworks give you a price no one can match. Waterworks will hold your special Waterworks price on these new models and give you all those special price incentives way before any boat show and guarantee to hold that price today with a deposit made today. So stop in now and make a deposit on your 2022 Lund or Low for that fall fishing trip with a new Mercury outboard at a price no one can match. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700. Illinois Adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan. The two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! Chauncey here, calling all fishermen. On Saturday, April 30th, the Braidwood Station will host the 21st Annual Fishing for a Cure Bass Tournament with a guaranteed purse of $10,000. Since 2002, we have raised over $700,000 for charity, and I will be the master of ceremony that day. And we know that fishermen have big hearts to help others, and there's no better way to do it than the fish, the Braidwood Station 21st Annual Fishing for a Cure Bass Tournament. To get your registration, form, go to Chauncey's Great Outdoors on Facebook 
or email me at Chauncey's with an S, Outdoors with an S, at AOL.com, and we'll email it right back to you. Listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at AOL.com. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one London low dealer in the Midwest at 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the true magazine for the Midwest sportsman at MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois where the sandwich is the sandwich. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant, or a restaurant just for you and that special person, at 1 South LaGrange Road in downtown LaGrange at gpitaliano.com, 708-325-4590. Diamond Ghost Charters with Captain Tony at diamondghostcharters.com. Northern Illinois Outdoor Show, January 13th through the 16th, Lake County Fairgrounds at lssportshow.com and Ren Lake Area Tourism at renlake.com. A little bit of heaven at exit 77 on Interstate 57. Hey, Smitty! Let's fish it! Wow, I hope you really enjoyed today's show because I learned a lot. Uh, first of all, Shannon telling us about all of the chloride and the salt. I mean, you know, we, we just never thought about that. And I know some counties and states are using different things. Beet juice is one of them, as I mentioned in the interview with Talkner, and some other things. But it was that, I've just found that really <laughs> just intriguing to have my eyes open up to something different. And then Matt Madliner. Uh, who's the fishing guide on the chain and other lakes in southern Wisconsin, northern Illinois. Uh, you know, he is just going hot on some of these actions that he's on. The walleye, the stripers, the, uh, I mean, it's just really good. Pike in some of the areas that have are holding pike, he's really tuned in on them. So I appreciate the those two interviews today. And uh, who knows, we may have to get him back on, uh, especially we'll get Matt back on because I think he's got a lot of information. Okay, we've got to talk about a few things. First of all, in the great outdoors, what's going on out there in Madison, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources the, uh, and the Vialis County Deer Advisory Council are going to host a virtual public meeting on the status of the chronic wasting disease, CWD, in the wild deer in Vialis County. Uh, definitely, it's going to go from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time, Wednesday, February 9th. The department and the county deer advisory council members will also discuss disease surveillance options in response to the detection of CWD in, in Vialis County. Uh, each county in Wisconsin has a, a county deer advisory council. So, I mean, that's kind of neat, I think. And they're going to provide input and recommendations to the department on deer management for their specific county. So that's going to be a real cool thing to, to learn about and see. And then uh, out of the state of Michigan, <clears throat> have you completed your application and joining the ranks of being a, the nation's most unique, well-trained law enforcement officers? That's right. The state, state of Michigan's looking for some DNR officers. They're looking for the fish cops, game wardens, whatever you want to call them. 
the guys that always help us out. That's what I call them. They're really good people. Every one of them uh, that's a conservation officer, whatever state they're in, Michigan's looking for some. If, if you have the credentials and understanding, go check it out. Read the requirements. You just may be moving to Michigan to be a conservation game warden. I like that. Uh, you know, and you've got till February 28th to get your application in, so don't dilly-dally like we all do, okay? Uh, the 2022 camping dates are now available for the Cook County Forest Preserves online and phone sales. Uh, you can reserve online or by the phone dialing 855-YES-CAMP or 855-937-2267. Due to anticipated high call volumes, they're saying, hey, you know... Why don't you try, you know, going online reservation site? That might be a lot easier to get. But you can still do in-person sales. Camping reservations can be made in person at Camp Bullfrog Lake, Camp uh, Rheinberg, and Camp Sullivan during the office hours of 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday, Saturdays and Sundays when people are camping. All those are there have somebody in the office. I like that. Now it's time for the one and only <laughs> Aiden Fishing Report. And as I always say every week, I don't look at this report until the very last second, and that's when I'm reading it, so I have no idea what Aiden may be doing in the great outdoors. And by the way, this Aiden Fishing Report is sponsored by Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Get your deposit in there for that you know, 2022 Lund boats, they're going fast, and I bet you they'll be all sold out before the summer, and that means you won't have a new boat. So get in there now. Talk to Wayne. Here it goes. Papa, Dad and I went out with a couple of my friends to Muskegon Lake, and we walked out to see the fishermen on the south side of the lake. One guy had a pike, bluegill, and walleye, and his friends said that they had some... Oh, his friend said he had someone under the ice hooking the fish up for him. <laughs> we then went to White Lake, and it was so cold that there were only four or five people out on the ice. And Dad said, let's stay warm in the truck and look at them through the binoculars. Yeah, smart Dad there, kid. Um, we then went to Big Blue Lake and caught some bluegill and small pike. Uh, in Turtle Cove, but it started to get darker. But before it got dark, I saw a guy on an ice boat that had a sail on it. And it was going faster than my mom drives. What? <laughs> he said it was going faster than my mom drives. And that's fast. <laughs> oh, Aiden, you're going to get me in trouble. We'll see you next week. Thanks for the ice jigs from the sports show that you sent me. Your Iceman grandson, Aiden. And once again, the Aiden Fisher Report is brought to you by Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Lake Michigan, Chicago area. <clears throat> Man, everybody's working the, the harbors. They really are. They're not trying anyplace else. They're sticking into the harbors. Um, some of the harbors, pretty much most of the harbors got good ice, but always check it. Uh, they've got a couple of perch out of diversity, a couple of uh, fish out of Montrose Harbor. No trout were reported to me. I'm not saying that they didn't get them. They also picked up a few bluegill and some small pike in Diversity Harbor, too. So that's a, an area you may want to check out uh, to try. But, oh, rock bass. Rock, they also, a couple of rock bass were taken out of Belmont Harbor. Uh, don't forget your parking passes. Uh, that Some of the parking lots that they have on the lakefront are for fishermen only. You can pick them up at Henry's at 31st and Canal Street. And those are for the fishing parking lots. 
Okay. Northwest Indiana, my one of my buddies out that way, uh, Tyree Williams, said Willow Slewy did better on tip-ups than he did jigging for pan tri- uh, fish. But I did not take any take a few bluegill home, but they were all small. Uh, the tip-ups picked up a couple of pike, no bass. Down at Ren Lake, the, this is sponsored by our friends at Ren Lake Area Tourism at visitrenlake.com or better off, go to renlake.com. That's their new website. The winter temps have got it really cold down there, and they say that they don't get ice like they have except once every five years. But they're going to be in the 50-degree weather uh, to come next week, so just wait a few days and the ice will be gone. <laughs> but go to that website, renlake.com, for information about hotels, cabins, and restaurants in the area. Ice fishing is in full swing in the forest preserves of Cook County. Ice fishing lakes are Arrowhead, Axehead, Beck, Baloo, Big Ben, Bodie South, Bullfrog, Bussy Main, and South Flatfoot. I'm sorry, South Bussy, Flatfoot, Green, Horsetail, Ida, Maple, Papoose, Powderhorn, Saganaski Slough, Sag Quarry, and Tampere, Turtlehead, and Wampum. Uh, you have to have a minimum four inches of ice on the body of water, uh, so you have to check it. They don't send people out to check anymore. They got smart. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting mostly panfish, but on Tampere, uh, pike on tip-ups in that northwest corner, and also on Bussy Lake South, they were getting some uh, pike on tip-ups. Chain of Lakes, our guest earlier today, Matt Madliner, uh, said that walleye are moving around, and you may want to change locations until you find them, because that's how hard that is to get those fish to get the bite, to get the excited, to smack them. Uh, he says, don't dead rig your baits. That means it's up and down. Hook your bait that you're using so it looks like it's swimming. That'll entice a strike. They're getting a few uh, stripers, some larger ones we're taking uh, while they're jigging for bluegill. They said nothing wrong with that. Uh, Before we get into our ice fishing report for Wisconsin, we have a report from the Copper Bottom Ice Fishing Derby on Silver Lake that happened last weekend. There are 160 anglers. Greg Bown caught a 19-inch walleye for his category. Walter Faber, 34 and 3-quarter inch northern pike. Bill Bredick, a 34-inch northern pike. Cody Excuse me, Cody Nelson, 18 and a half inch bass. Jeff Delaney, 18 and a half inch bass. Uh, Megan, they didn't put Megan's last name down on the sheet. You guys caught a 16 inch bass. Eric Inc, a 13 and three quarter inch crappie. Oh, that would look good in a frying pan. Alex King, just a 13 incher. Uh, Matt Lapicaco, I hope I'm, I know I'm saying it wrong, but I apologize, Matt. It's a 12 and 7 eighths inch crappie. Ooh, baby. And Brian Olson got an 11 and 3 quarter, and Scott got a 10 and 3 quarter inch perch. Not a bad thing from the Copper Bottom uh, Ice Derby at Silver Lake, Wisconsin. Good job there, guys. Hey, uh, we're talking about ice fishing by Alice County. Look for the next break in the very, very bitter cold and wind to get some crappy action deep water, though. 18 to 28 feet. Uh, Most of them are hanging close to the bottom in the mud area because that's where they're picking up fish looking for little bugs in the water. That's a cool thing. Uh, Northern pike are fair on shiners. uh, Standing weeds only. If the weeds are down, don't. Yellow perch has been a good bait up there, and there are also some fair numbers we're caught to take home. Bluegill running a little bit on the small side could be better. Lake Poygan reporters, uh, Robert said, walleye were taken on tip-ups, nothing of great size, but they did bring a couple home for eaters, and that was a good day to have. Nothing easy. Hey, I'm not complaining if you're doing that. 
Uh, Lake Geneva, small perch, lots of them close to the bottom. Pike were taken on tip-ups also with perch out of Geneva. You catch the perch, put it on the hook for the bait. Uh, <laughs> uh, no large pike, though, were reported, but they said they had a lot of fun, and the fish are getting deeper. Uh, that means they're they're look they're kind of looking for those haunts that they like to be closer to to find the action that's out that way. Hey, I can't complain with those guys. Cannot complain with those guys. Uh, Western Michigan, St. Joe River boat anglers are targeting steelhead. They were catching fish below the Berrien Springs Dam, but they weren't going further downriver because it was pretty much locked up, and I do mean locked up. So you got to watch out for that. St. You're seeing some activity also going on in some of the lakes in LaPorte County, Indiana. That action has been pretty good also. Uh, anglers using uh, jigging for panfish and some crappie. And also, you know, they're getting a few uh, northern pike on some of the lakes that are holding them. And they said they're still, they have to find the green weeds. When they do that, they find the pike. It's a real simple process. Can't go wrong with that if you're trying that. I kind of agree with them. If you're going to do that, that's how it's going to work all the time. Uh, You know, one of the things when you're out ice fishing, it really, we we said it this week. I think I said it last week. It's only a couple of dollars. Go to the, you know, your local uh, sporting goods store and they call them creepers, ice creepers. They're little straps with kind of looks like teeth on the bottom of them, metal teeth. And you put them on, on your feet, on your boots, because it's going to save you from falling on your butt and cracking the melon open on hitting the con- the ice, which is like concrete this time of the year. Uh, you know, get a couple of creepers. And, you know, if you think, no, nah, I don't need it, you're wrong. The creepers are going to make you able to walk easier. You're going to be able to move faster. And I could tell you how many times my friends have saw a tip-up pop up, and they run over there to get it. And when they try to stop, they fall, they slide past it, they go sliding, they fall back down, they can't get up, they fall down again. It just It's like watching a good Three Stooges comedy bit. <laughs> you can't go wrong. So just stop and get the ice creepers. It's not going to hurt you. Okay, we covered fishing. We've covered a little bit of that. Um, didn't get any... Uh, you know, Central Illinois waterfowl reports. I think it's been too cold for them down there or something. Nobody uh, checked in, but well, we'll find some next week. But oh, I can hear the flute queuing up here and it's playing. So we're coming to the end of the show. And I always like to leave you with a Native American proverb. And this one comes from the Cheyenne Nation. And it says Beware of the man who does not talk and the dog that does not bark. <laughs> Beware of the man who does not talk and the dog that does not bark. Oh, how very true. That dog will nip you when you're not looking. (laughs) Well, as always, you know, we don't own the ice fishing, the goose hunting, the, the deer hunting we had, the pheasant hunting going on at the clubs. We're borrowing it all from our children's children. We'll see you next week right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors.